millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours. We're a music podcast that chats to artists, musicians and creatives on their songwriting craft and upcoming projects. I'm your host Simon Fink and welcome to episode 262. Our guest today on the podcast is the lovely Caitlin Tarver. She's a singer-songwriter and actor originally from Georgia but now based in LA. She recently released her second single for the year in the form of Starting to Scare Me and has announced signing to a brand new label and a new tour to celebrate. You can find all of Caitlin's socials in the episode show notes for today's podcast, as well as where you can find her on tour. You'll also find all of our details in the show notes, such as our socials and where to follow us. Please make sure you subscribe to this podcast and follow us across all of our socials. Once again, all details are in the show notes. Our guest today is Caitlin Tarver. The Georgia songwriter and musician has been musically inclined from a young age. Whether it was singing at state fairs or performing on shows like American Juniors, Caitlin always knew that music was her creative outlet. Over the last 15 to 16 years, she's independently released one studio record, around six EPs, and she's helped write songs for artists like Joshua Bassett, Cheryl Cole and Old Dominion. Not one to simply rest on her music career, she's also an accomplished actor that has starred in television shows like Ballers, The Secret Life of American Teenagers and Big Time Rush. This year, she's got a lot to celebrate as she signed to Network Music Group, she announced a forthcoming second record and she released her second single for the year in the form of Starting to Scare Me. In today's episode, we're speaking to Caitlin about her original attraction to songwriting and how that has evolved over the years. We discuss the brand new single and the inspiration behind it. Caitlin and I talk about her Compliments Only tour, which kicks off in September across the US. And we also both praise the music of the Japanese house. As mentioned before, all of Caitlin's details, including where you can stream the single and catch her on tour, can be found within today's show notes. And we want to say a massive thank you to Sean from Network Music Group. Here is our conversation with Caitlin Tarver. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Caitlin Tarver. Hello. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Where We were talking a little bit about it a second ago, but uh, where are you joining us from today? <laughs> I am in Los Angeles, California. Beautiful. What is it like there today? Yes. You know, it is nice and sunny today, but I will say this is on the heels of 
what has felt like months and months on end of it being gray and cloudy. And so it feels like a really celebratory day in particular (laughs) because it's sunny. I mean, like lately it's been such terrible weather. And I mean, let me tell you, we're not doing well with it. I'm so surprised to hear that only because I feel like Los Angeles is the, uh, the city that really never has bad weather. I know. I know. That's, that's the, that's usually the case. (laughs) That's why none of us are equipped to handle it. We're like, Oh, we're not doing well, man. Like I need to get out of the house, but I can't cause it's so cloudy. Like we're all experiencing true seasonal depression and it's June. (laughs) We're all very sensitive. (laughs) I love that. Well, I'm glad to hear that it. it is sunny. I'm glad to hear that there that the sun is coming out and there's a bit of an improvement exactly. <laughs> in the weather. Exactly. So far, even though, you know, it's slated to rain on Thursday. So, so we're, we're taking it where we can get it, I guess. Fingers crossed that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't eventuate. Hopefully it just yeah. goes past California and continues somewhere into the, the mid, <laughs> Midwest of, of, um, <laughs> of the US. Yeah, exactly. Get out of here. This is not what we do here. <laughs> There is um, not just the weather, but there's a lot of things to celebrate at the moment. I want to make sure I'm getting this right. So we've got a a brand new single from yourself. We've got the fact that you've signed to Network, a brand new label. There's a new album coming out next year Mm -hmm. and there's a tour kicking off in September, I believe, if I've got that right. That's correct. So congratulations times four are in order. Congrats. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. It's all very exciting. Is it? I'm I'm curious because obviously that's a lot of things to announce at once, and I'm sure that they uh, behind the scenes haven't all been uh, happening at the one time that they've been you know working alongside one another. How are you feeling now that all these things are kind of out in the public and that you get to share these uh, these exciting projects that are happening? I mean, it's been a really exciting feeling. There's always some nerves and like some apprehension and curiosity about how it's all going to go down. I mean, that's like what this career is, right? It's like you work on something, you hole up in a little studio and you, you work on things to present and then you have to just go out there and do it and kind of release it into the world and hope for the best. So, um, that's kind of what I've what I've been doing. Like I, I signed to network last year and that was, you know, a really exciting step for me and, um, to kind of get to join in with this, with this family of people who were, you know, just so supportive and encouraging of me and my, my career and my writing and kind of what I'd done thus far. And so it's always, it was a really exciting feeling to get to do that. And then, yeah, I mean, a headlining tour has been a dream of mine since, I mean, I started out in this, that's the, that's the goal. That's the dream, you know, is to be able to go out and sell tickets and have people care enough to spend their money and come hang out with you for a night. And hopefully, you know, that you get to experience that. So that's, that's, that was a really exciting thing. And the, you know, I did have some nerves about announcing the tour cause you just, you never know, but, um, the response was so encouraging and, and, you know, people commenting and tagging their friends and being like, let's go, let's buy tickets. Like all that stuff is just, uh, it's just so sweet to like see it and be like, oh wow, this is, this is so cool. So I don't know. Yeah, it was, it's been really, um, I've just tried to kind of take it all in and enjoy the process. 
100%. It is um, the Compliments Only Tour, I believe is the name of the tour. I got that right. <laughs> Sorry. Which I love because, yeah. as you said, people being um, positive in, in, the, in the comments and everything else, you've almost given them that instruction. It's almost like a you can't do wrong if you give them the instructions <laughs> on the poster. Exactly. It's meant to be a little tongue-in-cheek, you know, like, <laughs> hey, guys, I'm fragile, sensitive uh, artist over here. I can't really take any negative feedback, so compliments <laughs> only. <laughs> Like if you don't have something nice to say, just don't say it. <laughs> I love that, and I love that you've named the two of that because um, it is—it's looking like a bit of a comprehensive yeah, it's a little tour. crazy, but <laughs> um, are you? I guess how are you feeling about getting out there and being able to play these brand new songs to to an audience? I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, I feel like that's the best way to kind of gauge how the songs are really connecting, you know, is, is, is to be able to get on stage and sing them and, and see what people respond to and see if they connect in the way that I hope they do, you know, like you can put them out on streaming and Spotify and kind of look at the numbers and be like, I guess people are listening, but like, you know, you can't get that real feeling of like what it's like to play it live for an audience and, and see their reaction and get to talk to them. And, you know, that, uh, that's just such a unique experience to performing live. So, and that's always an aspect of this career path that I've really loved. You know, I love to perform and be in that setting. So I'm very much looking forward to it. It is very exciting. And as you said, all the, um, I would agree with you, all the comments, all the uh, reactions that we've seen so far on social media have been very positive. So we are sure that um, that it is going to be an excellent time. Yeah. I do have to ask, and usually I'd reserve this for the uh, the end of the interview, but it seems like we're talking about it and it might be a little bit selfish. <laughs> At some point, can we maybe expect to see the compliments only to have find its way around the other side of the world here in Australia? Oh man, I hope as much as, as much as you do and as much as any fans of mine in Australia that I can make it over there. That would be amazing. <laughs> Anything that we can do. Let's, let's hope so. Let's put it out there, you know? Mm-hmm. All we can do is manifest. So let's hope that that's what this is doing. We'll uh, exactly. get our people to speak to your people, exactly. see what we can do. <laughs> yeah, just get your people on the line. I'm sure we can make it happen. <laughs> there is a lot of new music that you're going to be playing on the tour as well, which is super exciting, uh, which includes the brand new single, Starting to Scare Me, which is out now. Mm-hmm. It's the first single from you for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, are you able to, I guess, firstly take us behind the track and, and I guess what inspired it? Yeah, um, and not to like correct you in an annoying way, but it's the second single this year. Um, I put out a song in the end of at the end of April called "What Makes a Life Good," and then this is actually the second single. But um, totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, it, I, I feel like starting to scare me is a little bit of. Um, you know, a departure kind of from my, my normal vibe, I guess it's a little darker. It's a little more, um, I don't know. The production is a little more intense. Like, uh, so yeah, it was, it was cool to kind of put that song out and, and, and show people a little bit of a different side and, um, yeah, just kind of do something a little outside the norm for me, uh, as far as just kind of overall, feeling and mood and vibe. Um, it was cool to, 
to put that song out there, you know, it's the second single. So there's a lot more to come. Um, but I kind of like introduced, I liked introducing that song early on as a little bit of like, Hey, there's a little bit of this thing sprinkled in, uh, in this kind of batch of songs too. So what do you think? (laughs) Yeah. So it's been, it's been cool. It is the, um, I guess, yeah, as you, as you mentioned, a bit of a change from some of the music that you previously released. I think it was, please correct me if I'm wrong, 2021 was the first album subject, sorry, subject to change. Um, yes. And it is, I guess, yeah, as you said, it's a, it's a bit of a change. Do you, how, how much, when you sit down to songwrite, is it you kind of thinking of challenging yourself or, or trying new things that you haven't done previously? It's definitely something I'm conscious of always trying to push, always trying to grow, always trying to kind of see what else is in there. Where, where else can I go? How can I evolve? Um, because yeah, I think it's important for myself as an artist, but also just for the fans to kind of like bring them along, you know, with me as I'm as I'm going through whatever it is I'm going through and whatever things I'm trying to kind of articulate and express through the music, I, I just try to be as kind of, um, yeah, I, I think it's something I'm definitely conscious of and wanting to always, yes, yeah, see what it looks like for me as an artist to push myself and take things a little further. Um, sometimes, yeah, it looks different, but, um, I think, I think with that song in particular and with this new music and I kind of went in with one producer, um, Chad Copeland and, you know, we were, it was the first time I was really in the studio, like present for every element of the song, you know, like, all right, let's start from scratch. Let's throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what we think. And then we can take it all out if we want to. And so that, um, sort of freedom to just kind of like, mess around and, um, see what we got from it, I think was, was a cool place to kind of create and, um, experiment from. You obviously no stranger to songwriting. We've mentioned that this is not the first release from you whatsoever. Um, but you've also mm-hmm. had quite a history with songwriting as well for anyone who would look you up on the old Google or Wikipedia right now, they would find <laughs> you've had a hand in, I think you co-wrote one of Cheryl Cole's biggest hits. Um, yeah. For fans of uh, Songland, the the TV show, you had a hand. I think, sorry, you wrote the winning uh, song for the Old Dominion episode as well. Yes. What was your original, uh, I guess, attraction to songwriting? What originally brought you to, to writing music and to writing lyrics? Gosh, I mean, I've always just loved singing. <laughs> And ever since I was a kid, I, I don't know. I just, to me, like it was very natural to my mom sang. So like, I would like to sing. My sister liked to sing. We would put on shows in the living room. We would (laughs) sing in church. We would sing, you know, I'm from a small town in Georgia. Like there is a bunch of like festivals. It was like the sweet onion festival, the, the whatever rattlesnake roundup festival. There's all kinds of places where, you know, you can sort of get up and sing on a stage if you want to, I guess. Um, so I just, 
I loved music from a young age. I loved singing from a young age. And I think it's just sort of a natural progression as you're finding your way into the music industry to be encouraged to try and write, you know, and, and sort of get in touch with the part of you that's like, well, if you want to be an artist, like what, what do you want to say? What are you going through? Like, what's your point of view and how do you see the world? And I think that's always been, um, I don't know, like a, a, a part of it to me that I, to be honest, I'm more intimidated by, uh, I was always like, Oh, I can get up and sing a song. I feel pretty comfortable with that, but writing and and sharing my own experience through songs, like, I don't know if that's my thing. (laughs) And so I think as I've, I've found, as I've tried it and done it and, and kind of seen some success at it, it's, um, obviously giving me, given me a little more confidence to, to trust that part of myself and, and lean in. And, and I've obviously grown to love it. And, uh, and really, um, you know, not just grown to love it, but like now I see it as a real vital part of who I am. And, and that expression is, um, really important to me. So I think like it's, it's been interesting. I feel like I have discovered with kind of each release, I feel like it's been a new discovery that I've even had within myself of like, Oh, I can, I can do this. I can go deeper. I can look a little harder. I can write something like this. I can write something like that. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to kind of, uh, even still myself feel like I'm discovering it for the first time, you know? Um, I guess that's what's cool about it. I was, you've literally taken the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, I think that is what <laughs> is cool about songwriting is the fact that you can kind of continually surprise and, and find new things about yourself or the craft that, that maybe you weren't doing previously. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like, um, I think too it's like been interesting to feel like I'm, you know, I can sometimes be hard on myself or critical of like an earlier version of me that was writing these types of songs or that types of that type of song and feeling like, Oh, like was that as good as I could do? But I think like, that's what's um, been exciting is to kind of feel like I'm, I'm growing as a writer uh, in kind of real time and <laughs> sharing it. And, and like, I can look back on songs I wrote five years ago and be like, well, you know, maybe I wouldn't write that today, but it got me here. So I feel like that's a cool way to kind of look at my journey as a songwriter and, and also just kind of look at life too and be like, Oh, you can kind of just like, we're just all growing and and changing as we go, Mm -hmm. figuring it out. Mm -hmm. 100%. All, um, all steps on the path, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. remember and we, we don't have to go into the specifics we've recently spoken to a number of artists about that I guess their first foray do you remember the first song or two that you wrote and I guess how you um let's say overcame or or recognized the, the improvement when you did make it mm. if that makes sense I mean <laughs> yeah like I feel like my first kind of bouts of songwriting were like in high school where it was like I was singing songs at the time I was pursuing a career in music and singing songs that, you know, were written by other people. And I was kind of like doing that while simultaneously trying to be like, could I write a song myself? And I feel like I wrote a song in high school that was like, 
the first one I remember is called like, are you kidding me or something? And it's like <laughs> some kind of like snarky, like, are you kidding me? Can't believe you're still calling me. Like <laughs> after you with your new girl or something kind of like that, which is very funny to think about. Um, but I did an EP in like 2011, uh, called a little more free. And like, if you're like a hardcore Caitlin Tarver fan, you might know about that one. Um, and that one felt like kind of my first real, like, this feels like me expressing who I am at this time, uh, in my life and kind of how I see the world and, and what I'm going through. So it's cool to look back on that. I mean, that was a very, I mean, I probably wrote those songs when I was like 20, 21. And, uh, so that was over 10 years ago now. And so it's kind of sweet to look back at that version of myself and see how much, um, wide eyed wonder I had about what was ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I think I can see my progression of like being in LA and in this industry and how it can sort of take a toll on you. Uh, but I think I'm, I'm trying to, you know, kind of get back to that girl a little bit and, uh, find the, uh, find the wonder again, if you will. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, that EP is probably like when I kind of mark like, oh, those were kind of like when I was really finding my voice as a songwriter. 100%. That I, EP. I love that. Um, and look, at, if at any point, um, are you kidding me? If that does find its way onto streaming platforms, <laughs> I very much look forward to that. I'm Maybe as a remix of some I kind. I need but... to find, I know, are you kidding me? It might actually be good. It always worth revisiting. <laughs> <laughs> as you mentioned, Caitlin, need um, to track it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> as you mentioned, you are based in LA, and um, it is not just music that you have kind of a creative um, outlet for. You also are an actor as well. People might know you uh, from shows like Ballers and The Secret Life of the American Teenager. Mm-hmm. We've previously had some uh, actors slash musicians on the podcast as well. We've had uh, McKenna Grace from Ghostbusters and we've had uh, the lovely David Duchovny on the pod. Oh, nice. And previously we've kind of spoken about whether the the two ever kind of crossover or on the Venn diagram of creative outlets, whether there is a crossover, whether you found any part of the process of acting has made its way or that you've been able to utilize in your songwriting and in your music career? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing to think about because, you know, it can definitely feel like they feed into each other, uh, in a nice way. I think if you're, um, you know, kind of like interested in both, you can't help, but you know, feel like they, I don't know. I think they definitely feed into each other in a nice way. Um, but yeah, I think when I'm working on a, uh, when I'm working on a show, it's, it's an interesting thing to be like, okay, I'm playing a character and the words and the thing I need to sort of inhabit 
isn't me. It's like mm. whatever the writer has envisioned, you know, for this character. So like, how do I get as close as possible to their vision while also injecting kind of my spin on it and my sort of choices and whatever. But ultimately like I stand, I stand behind that as the actor, not like, it's not like my thing. Mm -hmm. And with music, you know, there's more, it feels a little more like I'm on the line. I'm like, it's my name. It's my songwriting. It's my kind of like thoughts. Like, you know, it can feel a little more, um, I don't know, I guess vulnerable in that way. Cause you're just like, okay, there's nothing really to hide behind here. It's like, here's me. Uh, <laughs> and with the character, it's a little more like, here's me, but also like, here's, you know, whatever, whoever wrote this or whatever this story is, that's not mine. Um, so in that way, it's kind of like, it can be a nice sort of respite, like from music sometimes to go into acting and just be like, all right, I'm going to get lost in a character for a second. Like I'm kind of sick of my own brain. I'm sick of like my (laughs) trying to write (laughs) songs and figure out how to say this right. And that, you know, there's a lot of like, stress in music sometimes about like, am I doing it right? Am I going to do get what I want? Like, so I'm, I'm thankful, you know, to be able to sometimes kind of get lost in, in acting and be like, all right, I'm going to put this to, to the side for a second and go work another muscle here and, and, um, express myself in this way. And it can be sort of nice mentally to get that break and honestly, vice versa. Like when I'm in the grind of auditions and putting stuff on tape and not getting parts, it can be like, Oh, like I'm, I'm getting worn down. Like I'm just going to focus on my music and like, I'm going to go like be able to take some of this frustration and put it into a song. And, um, so in that way, it's kind of, um, I don't know. It's fun to have both. And I feel really lucky to have kind of both outlets to, to dive into. And, um, I think, you know, the more I do both of them, the more I just want to keep doing both of them and seeing how they can overlap. And, um, I'd love to do something in acting that involves music one day, or, uh, I don't know. I think it's, um, it, it makes me who I am. So I can't like separate the two. Um, but yeah, I love doing both. I think it's really fun and yeah, I just feel lucky that I get to. Of course. Well, once again, I feel like you're almost reading like either my notes or what's going on in my head. You did <laughs> jump ahead uh, into what I was going to ask, whether yeah, at any point you see them kind of uh, overcrossing. Maybe there's a, there's some form of a movie musical that, that happens to have Caitlin Tarver as the headlining top billing star hey you're saying it look listen hollywood (laughs) i'm ready i'm available i'm here (laughs) let's make it happen this episode is all about (laughs) manifesting we're getting you into movie musical and to australia (laughs) we're getting you into australia we're gonna be my own movie like it's all gonna be great i love this Um, Sounds good to me. <laughs> we would usually ask our guests uh, what they uh, what they are currently listening to. Is there anything at the moment that's kind of on a high rotation for yourself? Ugh, Japanese house. I feel like I'm bringing her up so much lately, but truly that's the <laughs> truth. I'm obsessed. I can't stop listening to her new songs. 
I think her album is out at the end of this month, and I am just cannot wait. I'm loving what she's putting out right now. I would 100% have to agree. What is it? Um, Sad to Breathe at the moment seems to be on repeat. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, brilliant track. Uh, like what, when she has the lyrics in the second verse, it's like, I forget. I can't tell if the things I have I just don't want or the things I want I just don't get. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I'm just like, <laughs> are y'all hearing this? Are y'all hearing this? It's so good. <laughs> I'm just like obsessed with it. So yeah, that's pretty high rotation for me right now. <laughs> Look, very, very solid choice. I love that. Um, Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today and congratulations on the brand oh. new single and all the uh, the good fortune that has come to you, the the tour, the signing to network. Um, we wish you all the best and hopefully we'll see you in Australia um, maybe sometime soon. Yes, I really hope so. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. 